Welcome to Addicted to Busy, the podcast specifically for overachieving property managers who are dying for a little more work-life balance in their lives. Each week, we dismantle all the BS that holds us back. You'll learn how to nix those tricky, self-sabotaging habits so that you have the time, energy, and motivation to create what you really want in life. If you're looking to shift from overcommitted to overjoyed, this is the podcast for you. Let's do this. Now, your host, Anna Havalyana. Hello, and welcome to the first episode of Addicted to Busy. My name is Anna Havalyana, and I cannot tell you how excited I am to finally launch this podcast. Whatever brings you here, I'm excited to share with you, learn from you, and offer up a space for property managers to talk about the things that they can't bring to their supervisors. Things like the never-ending expectations that they have of themselves, things like not knowing how to say no or how to set healthy boundaries at work, and things like feeling overwhelmed and constantly behind and maybe a little bit of workplace tension and all of the unspoken rules about life in an office. Before we get started, I just wanna give you an introduction to myself. I'm the founder of Addicted to Busy and I'm an overwhelm and productivity coach and I serve exclusively women in property management. I got my start in property management well over 10 years ago. Most of my career was in multifamily, but I've also managed office, industrial, and a little bit of retail as well. I've had the pleasure of working for both a mid-sized local property management company as well as a large Fortune 500 company. So I love property management. At one point, I even had my own rental property. But what I really love most is self-help and productivity. In 2018, I started Addicted to Busy with hopes of helping people reclaim a little bit more of their work-life balance, but I really had no clue what was in store for 2020 and just how badly our industry was going to have to redefine what work-life balance even means anymore. So now I coach full-time and that's what I do is I focus on helping career-driven property managers get a handle on balancing work, life, and their health. So a little bit about me and why I do this. When I started in property management, I started at a 450-unit market rate residential property in St. Paul. And when I got there, it was occupied at 80%, but budgeted at 96. So clearly there was a lot of work to do. And really having no knowledge of the industry, I just did the work and kind of assumed that that workload was what was normal. And I did not realize it at the time, but I had totally burned myself out. Throughout my career, I received promotions. um, I received larger and larger portfolios, but I was constantly overworking. I remember at one point I was working for a company that was based in Chicago, but the, they only had one property in the Twin Cities. 
So for me as a manager at that site, there was literally no upward mobility for me within that company unless I wanted to move to Chicago, which my husband did not want to. And that meant that I needed to seek out a new job within the Twin Cities. At the time, I had just completed um, a REAC inspection. And if any of you have been through one of these, you know exactly why I had far more gray hairs that year than when I started. Um, So I think I was just kind of fed up with residential and I decided it was time to get out of it. And in order to do that, I had to take a title demotion and also a pretty significant pay cut. And I told myself that taking the demotion, taking the pay cut was going to be worth it just to get into commercial management because I really thought that that was going to give me better work-life balance. I thought that I was going to be able to have time for hobbies and have a life outside of work. And I think you know where I'm going with this, but that is not what happened. What happened was that it basically cost me $12,000 a year to learn one pretty valuable lesson. And that is that work-life balance has very little to do with your employer or your properties and has absolutely everything to do with your ability to manage your mind and set your boundaries. And that was honestly where Addicted to Busy was started. It finally had hit me that I was the one creating my own work-life imbalance It wasn't necessarily the job itself. It was my mentality on what it meant to be a quote unquote good employee. My schedule was packed because I was allowing it to be like that. And I noticed over and over and over again at networking events, at client meetings and at managers meetings, we all just kept talking about how busy we were. And I probably wouldn't have admitted this at the time, but I liked that little badge of honor, the I'm so busy badge. It was like my little addiction that I just couldn't stop. I had to be extra in every aspect of my life. And it was honestly killing me. If we're really honest, uh, property management is absolutely bananas. And Each year, the demands of our on-site management teams increase from our ownership groups to our tenants and our competitors. More and more is being expected of us. And because of that, it's really easy to feel like we are barely treading water at what was once an enjoyable career. For me, I wanted to succeed. So much so that I burned myself out multiple times without fail. Basically, once every four to five months, I would hit a day where I literally couldn't get out of bed. It was crazy. I would start my day at 5 a.m. to get a workout in because I was desperately trying to lose weight at the time. I'd get to the office and I never actually knew when my day would be done. And I also wanted to have a life outside of work. 
at the time I was also teaching piano lessons to kids, which was something that I loved doing, but I ended up having to give it up because the workload got to be so heavy. And with that, I remember at that time was when I really started feeding myself a lot of fast food because I didn't have the time or energy to cook. And because I was eating such poor quality food, I was showing up to work really sluggish and bloated. And throughout all of that, I was doing a horrible job of making time for myself so that by the time the evening rolled around, I was staying up late watching Netflix, even though I knew more than anything that what I really needed was sleep. But this cycle just felt like I couldn't stop. And that's when the self-sabotaging cycle actually started to kick in. If I didn't eat perfectly, I'd skip my workouts. And if I skip my workouts, I would end up staying late at work because it really felt like work was the only thing in my life that I was good at. But then it felt like I had to keep overworking in order to keep up with this pace that I'd set. I was saying yes to absolutely everything at work because I felt like I was failing in so many ways and I was miserable. Now on the outside, I, I don't know if anyone saw this. Maybe they did, maybe they didn't. I'd like to think that I put on a fairly good act most days and maybe you feel that way too. But what I want you to know is that it caught up with me. And if you're here, it's eventually going to catch up with you as well. Every day, I'm now working with managers who are experiencing the same problems and feel like they have to hide it from their supervisors and families. And that's one of my favorite parts about my current job is really showing people that they're not alone, that there's nothing wrong with them and that they can, in fact, get a handle on these habits. Now, I want to get to the part where I tell you how to get past all of this. And the way to move past all of this is very simple, but it's not easy. It's a three-step process that I have guided tens of clients through, and it's proven to reduce overwhelm, increase productivity, and create more time in your day so that you can actually get back to doing more of what you want to do. Step one, we have to uncover how you're getting in your own way. Step two, we have to get intentional with what we want to be doing. And step three, we get to fill that newfound time with things that we love. So here's how it works. When we unpack what's getting in our way, we will eventually stop doing the things we don't want to do. Essentially, we will stop self-sabotaging ourselves. There'll be less scrolling, less staying up until 1 a.m. watching Netflix, and less overeating and overdrinking. And this alone is going to give you back so much time and energy that's missing from our daily lives. Once we have reclaimed that time and energy that we used to spend on bad habits, then we focus on working intentionally and efficiently. This is where we amp up our productivity by implementing some much needed boundaries and also learning how and when to say no. Finally, once we've stopped self-sabotaging and started working more efficiently, 
that's when we really get to the good part. There will be so much more time and energy available to you to get back to what you want to do. And it is so much fun to see what people select. Um, I've had one client who is currently in the process of starting her own side business. I had two clients and they didn't even know each other, but they both wanted to uh, focus on reupholstering old furniture. And then I have another client who is going for a complete career shift and is going through a coding boot camp. So once you have all of these three pieces working together, by reducing bad habits, getting more intentional, and including more of what you love in your day, that's when things start getting better. When you are doing things and making time for things that make you truly, truly happy, you don't need those self-sabotaging habits anymore. Doing things like scrolling or over-drinking just aren't appealing anymore because your life is actually fun and interesting. Plus, once you have fun and interesting things scheduled for yourself, you actually want to be more efficient at work because you get excited for what you're doing outside of your job. And this is actual balance, a life where your work supports a fulfilling life and a fulfilling life makes your work worthwhile. So the steps are simple. And what it looked like for me was incredible. Once I started figuring this out, I had the craziest year. Um, I got married. I paid off all of my consumer debt. I went to the Philippines for a month. My husband and I purchased our first rental property. I ran a marathon and I started a side hustle, which has now turned into what is my full-time career. And I was able to do all of that by one, recognize and addressing how I was self-sabotaging. Two, clarifying my priorities and setting my boundaries. And then three, filling my time with things that actually made me happy so that I could show up as my best self at work. I cannot believe that this podcast is actually happening. And to give you a little hint, this podcast was a bucket list item, something that I secretly wanted, but never actually thought that I would be capable of doing it. And I got to it with the same three-step process that I just told you about. Now, there are a number of reasons why I wanted this podcast in the first place. First and foremost, coaching is not really commonplace in our industry, and it needs to be. I have worked with tens of coaches over the last seven years, and I know the value of coaching and why it is worthwhile to invest in yourself. And there are hundreds of coaches for physicians and entrepreneurs. I mean, there is even a coach out there for quilters, which is amazing. And I'm so for this, but there aren't that many coaches out there for property management. So I really want to introduce our industry to what coaching is and start a conversation about how we can incorporate it into our companies. The property management industry is losing a great deal of property managers because the lines between life and work are non-existent. And as I mentioned before, it is not our employer who will establish work-life balance for us. 
We have to do it on our own by learning a whole new set of skills, mainly how to manage our emotions and how to set amazing boundaries. The second reason I wanted to start this podcast is because I want to be able to serve all property managers. Coaching is a financial investment in yourself. And depending on whether you decide to invest in group coaching or private coaching, it can be kind of pricey. Now, this is easy for me to say because I have evidence from my own life that coaching helped me improve my spending habits. And so that's something I don't have to think about anymore because it's already paid for itself. Turns out that when I wasn't ordering Starbucks twice a day, I all of a sudden had the funds I needed to enroll at a gym and eventually hire a coach. But that's not the reality for everyone. My goal with every episode of Addicted to Busy is that you can pull real, actionable steps that will change how you show up at work every day. I want this podcast to be so valuable that you don't even need to invest in coaching unless you want to. These tools are in fact for everyone, not just for the people who can afford it. The third reason that I wanted a podcast is because podcast episodes are so easily shareable and a great way to start conversations. I sincerely hope that if an episode resonates with you, that you will share it with a coworker. When two people are trying out new ideas together, it is a huge game changer. Some of you have already heard some of the tips or concepts that I'll present, and that's no big deal. Sometimes hearing it in a new way is exactly what you need to take it to heart. I can't tell you how many times that I could understand something intellectually but that it would take me years until I finally got it. By being able to share and discuss the episodes with others, you will have a higher chance of actually putting these principles into practice. The fourth reason for starting this show is because there are many aspects of our jobs that we are not receiving training on. I used to joke that being a licensed therapist should have been a prerequisite for getting hired as a residential property manager. And you know exactly what I'm talking about. No one told me that when I got hired that I would be witnessing domestic disputes, child endangerment, or drug trafficking. But that was all a part of my day-to-day world. I want this podcast to be a platform where we can connect with other professionals in other fields people who work in social work, energy conservation, mental health fields, or money management, whatever it is that you want to hear about. So if you have a suggestion, send me an email. And last, I wanted this podcast because I just want to have fun. I love this industry and it is not for the faint of heart. And every day is quite literally a surprise. Some of the shit that we see in a given day is unbelievable. And if we are not having fun, then what is the point? So I want to thank you all for listening to episode one. I hope to see you back for our next episode. We are going to talk about all things burnout. Until then, I love you. Keep going. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Addicted to Busy. 
If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. This helps others find the show, and we greatly appreciate it. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll catch you in the next episode.